You're listening to the Pulled by the Root podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Heidi Marble, host of the Pulled by the Root podcast. This next episode is particularly special to me and particularly heartbreaking. I have known this beautiful young lady for 14 years. I knew that she was a birth mom, but I had no idea the complexity and the depth of the pain that she was holding and is still holding. We were so privileged to have Jordan, her anonymous name, come to our filming day where we had a professional podcast set up with, you know, in person. It was just amazing to be able to share space with her. I felt like our bodies fell away. We were just two raw hearts sitting there. It was heartbreaking, heart opening, um, just to hear the depth of uh, just regret and pain and shame and secrecy. It was, I would have to say, it it really changed something inside of me and, and hopefully it will change something inside of you when you hear this kind of raw truth. Um, so just, whew, sorry, I'm crying thinking about it. Um, yeah, I, I hope you receive it with open arms. Welcome to the Pulled by the Root podcast. My name is Heidi Marble. I have a very special guest with me today, somebody I have loved for a very long time, who is an anonymous birth mom, and she has decided to use the name Jordan with a Y for this episode. I have known this beautiful human for over a decade, and we have been through many ups and downs together. And when I told her about our project, she was brave enough to come and tell her story. So why don't we start, Jordan, I'm going to try not to mess up your name. (laughs) There could be some editing people. Um, Let's start with why you decided to use the name Jordan. Um, Honestly, my name is very common and I just wanted something different, something original so that she could start her life off um, just strong, just something strong and different. So this was the name you were going to give your daughter? Yes. Yep. That you gave away. Mm-hmm. So, so let's let's just go back to that time. I know it's a difficult time, so let's take a deep breath in. Breathe. Okay, anybody have a drink? <laughs> no, I don't see anybody with a drink. All right, well, uh, we'll just have to work with our deep breath for yes. now. So take me back to the time when you discovered you were pregnant and just walk us through that journey in whatever detail you're willing to share. Yeah, so um, I was young. I was in high school. Um, and honestly, it just, it felt like it wasn't real. <laughs> you know, um, it wouldn't happen to me, whatever. And I did. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't go to my parents about it. <clears throat> um, there were really no resources. I couldn't drive. It's not like I could drive somewhere, when, you know, Planned Parenthood to get help. Um, I had a very controlling stepmom. Um, so I, I could not go get help from anyone. Um, I talked to the baby's dad hey, we need to do something, um, and he's abortion, abortion. And I just, I didn't even know what was going on. You know what I mean? Um, so his dad offered to pay for it, and then my stepmom found out that I was pregnant and told my father, and it was just, it was really bad. Uh, he told me, I'm not going to raise your child for you. So um, we went into a place um, in town, and... Uh, they showed me videos of 
abortion stuff and okay yes i'm not going to do that you know um so adoption um meanwhile all this is going on i'm you know i'm 15 at the time i didn't even know who i was i was in a public school after being you know homeschooled in private school my whole life uh life was kind of tough i mean it's tough for everyone at that age but um here we go let's do adoption um and open adoption close adoption uh, meanwhile, at school, the dad is, no, um, I'm not the dad, I, you know, just complete denial, um, shut me out and everything. So that was kind of hard. I had no support at home, no support friends. I, I really had no friends at the time um, and got shown the books, you know, uh, the book, Here, Pick Your Family. Um, and I was in a cloud, <laughs> you know, a fog, a fog of just kind of people pushing me where I needed to go, not having any real choice in the matter, not even knowing that I could choose something else. Um, and, uh, you know, picked a family that, <laughs> I mean, put a 15-year-old down, pregnant 15-year-old, here, pick a family for your daughter to go live with. You know what I mean? It's something that, it just, that's crazy to tell somebody. So... Um, thinking back now as an adult, I'm like, wow, that's insane that that happened. <laughs> um, you know, and I hope it picked the right family, you know, and who knows? I mean, I was told a lot like, oh, you, you know, they'll be better. She'll be better off with them. Um, they can give her things you can't and blah, blah, blah. And maybe that was true. Maybe it's not. I honestly don't know and we'll never know. But um, picked a family, um, met up with them and took pictures and you know and and I went to the hospital had the baby and uh, um, I had to ask everyone to leave the room because it was like everyone was so happy and um, I'm sitting there like okay I get to be in this hospital room for overnight and 24 hours um, and then I I'm going to give this child to someone. I just spent nine months being fat and whatever. And in high school, it kind of sucked, you know, but um, it'd be worth it if, you know, if I had a baby. But um, here I am, you know, in three days, got to go back to school. Um, so I told the nurse, like, I need you to have everyone leave. <clears throat> and uh, everyone left. And it just was surreal what was going on, like seeing this human. I mean, to anyone who's had a baby, the bond that you receive when that baby is born, you don't even know what love is. Anything, you don't know anything until you have had a child and you feel that. Um, and I guess until that point, um, I had not even considered that aspect of it. Like, I'm going to actually have to give this human away that is mine. You know, this is me. And so... Um, the next day, I was asked by the nurse, um, do you want to give your baby to the parents when you leave? Um, or do you want to put her in the nursery and then you can drive away? And I said, I want to put her in the nursery and leave. And by the way, I forgot to talk about this part. <laughs> My father came and saw me in there. And from what he said in the beginning, I won't you know, uh, support you or help you raise this kid. I love my dad. I don't want to paint a bad picture about him, but holding him holding my daughter and he cried. I have never seen my dad cry to this day. So anyways, um, 
my dad drove me away from the hospital. I cried all the way home. Um, and I had 48 hours to make change my mind. And I, I laid on the floor crying for two days with a phone in my hand, knowing I shouldn't call, but not, you know, so I didn't call. I didn't call. So... Oh, goodness. I can't even imagine the pain. So, this is difficult, but I just wonder what what it was like with your daughter in those days. Were you holding her? Were you, like... Like what? What was that like? What, Honestly, what did people do back then? Were you removed from her immediately? And yeah, um, she didn't get to sleep in my room with me. <clears throat> um, she was in the nursery at the night and the nighttime. Um, and it was evening when we went in, and then I left somewhat early the next day. There was not much time, and it was filled with everybody else in the room for the most part. I didn't have much time alone with her. Um, which was maybe good, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, and honestly, like I've. I blocked a lot of things out my whole life, um, which is hard <laughs> because um, like I remember it. Don't get me wrong. I remember it, and I feel it, but I've blocked a lot of it, and that's not fair to do to a young person. It's not healthy for you to do. So um, I just remember everything, everything about her little body. I mean, oh. Yeah, I didn't get much time with her. And I think that was kind of the intention of the nurses and everyone involved, parents, um, was to kind of not give me that time with her. Um, I don't know, maybe I would change my mind. or I'm not really sure their intentions, whatever, but yeah. Well, as I'm learning more about the birth mom experience and why I think this is so important that you're doing this, uh, is because I resented my birth mom for letting me go Mm -hmm. because I felt like for her I was a problem and adoption was a solution and she had no emotion about it and I'm just being honest I'm being yeah I love it and but hearing your pain makes me realize that that was probably one of the most difficult decisions that you've ever had to make with long-lasting consequences you know I and to have to be expected to go back to school three days later to be 15. And and I think that also what I'm learning is that, like in my own case, they didn't even tell my birth mother my sex. So there was no real goodbye. And I think that's intentional because they don't want the mind to be changed. And that's mm-hmm. not accusing anyone of anything. Yeah. It's just like <clears throat> it all feels really inhumane. And mm-hmm. then tell us what happened you know, after you left the hospital, you go back home, you have this gaping, like, psychological Mm. wound, and you're still recovering from birthing your child. Like, what can you tell us about that time period? And did anybody at that point, or was it just over for the family? Like, we're done with this, keep going. Um, In all honesty, like I said, I've blocked out a lot of the really hard parts. Um, But as a whole, yes, it was this didn't happen. Um, there was parts of my family I didn't see while I was pregnant because they didn't want me to influence their children um, because I was a bad example. 
um, uh, kind of, you know, um, so I could see family again and, uh, it was kept secret in some circles. And, um, meanwhile, <laughs> I'm getting monthly pictures and that's what I'm living for is monthly, the monthly envelope from them. Um, I get pictures, you know, get an update and, uh, oh, yeah. And that happened for, I don't know, uh, 16, I was 16 when I had her. Um, I think that happened. I moved out around 18, 19. Um, when I moved out, that all quit um, because my stepmom and I did not get along at all. So to this day, she still talks to them. And I, don't, I don't even know their last name. So that's something that's really, really hard. And... I don't know, I guess I could reach out. I could call the adoption agency and I'm scared and I don't want her to feel like you just said you felt. I don't want her to think that I didn't want her because that's not the case. <laughs> there will never be anything in my life harder than what I went through to do all that just to give her a better life. Um, so... I don't want to overstep here. No. She needs to know at some point. I know. I think she needs to know that I haven't been getting anything. Any, you know, I haven't. And I think that they, the family may have been told something that isn't true about that. And I guess I just, because I had no counseling, no way to handle it, there was no one there for me. Um, I like I said, I blocked it out, and that's the way that my young person's mind tell me to told me to deal with this. And uh, it's time to not block it anymore because it's, you know, I it's not beneficial to anybody. It's not helping me. It's not helping her. That's why I'm so happy you're doing this because I feel like a lot of people are maybe stuck there. Like, you know, how can we put these feelings, even if they're hard, out on the table and kind of get over this hump of you know, embarrassment or whatever, this shadow of shame, whatever, and just lay it out and move forward and maybe, you know, make a difference and help people and communicate. <laughs> Communicating, yeah, that, mm -hmm. that's absolutely it. And, you know, doing this and being brave enough to go through the emotional pain that you're experiencing right now. Mm -hmm. and, I'm, and I'm so sorry that this is so painful, but I know the power behind what you're saying is going to resonate with so many people. And, like, tell us how this has affected your life in other ways, in ways that you're comfortable revealing. Like, how is it you don't go through something like that without it changing you? So, Not at all. No, um, I, yeah, it changed me. I mean, it shaped who I am today, obviously. You know, that was a long time ago, uh, 15 years ago. Um, and I don't know. I, um, my, my family life growing up wasn't great. Um, I mean, I had everything I needed, you know, um, but there was abandonment stuff. And looking back, um, I think that I felt like... I was making her feel like she was being abandoned. I was passing on, I was passing that on to her, and that really messed me up in my head. Because I was like, if I had, if I did, if I had a baby, if I had a daughter, 
I would never pass that on to them. I would never make them feel what I felt when I was young. That makes sense. Um, so I guess I really want to, cannot wait for the day I get to tell her that I did not abandon you. Um, so uh, as far as how that shaped me, um, it's really made me have problems getting really close and trusting to people, trusting people just because it's scary that something's just going to be taken away or not there. Um, and that sucks. <laughs> really sucks i'm working on myself <laughs> well, so. well i think you're beautiful <laughs> thank you Heidi. i love you <laughs> i love you too and it's hard to call you jordan i know lie, but I'm i gonna know do it. it's hard to hear but <laughs> yes but you know what i what i see when when i heard your story I, I was really surprised because you show up to life with so much positivity and strength and it was actually really healing for me because you actually knew my adopted mom and you were there during my turmoil mm -hmm with that and I just wanted to thank you for that too for being a person that said it's okay to feel this way you shouldn't feel ashamed for wanting mm -hmm. to know where you came from and I you know in your case your daughter is what she's 15 she's 15 <clears throat> wow yeah, crazy wow she is right now how old I was when I had her isn't that incredible isn't that incredible that yeah. is incredible mm -hmm. so this open adoption that you apparently mm -hmm. like what is what does that look like when she's 18 can she seek mm -hmm. you or what mm -hmm. um, what do you hope will happen well so they told me um before she was born um when we were talking and stuff that we will raise her letting her know who you are um and uh, i i did see her um i think she was almost two or right about two um my life was a mess at that time um I was forced to grow up really fast because of this and because of my family life at the time. Um, but I met actually, okay, so my, uh, her father did end up signing adoption papers, by the way. So, oh, yeah, it's not mine. It's not mine. I got the label of being a horse who, while I was in high school because of this. But um, he did come and meet and sign adoption papers. So I had the heart to call him and say, hey, I'm going to meet our daughter. Do you want to come with me? So he actually met me at Chuck E. Cheese and... We went and met the family. She was there. And it was the most freaking weird thing I've ever done in my life, honestly. Um, she looks just like me. It's crazy. <laughs> but um, what was your question? <laughs> Sorry, oh, no, no, I'm no, getting no, no, deep no. in thought here. No, no, <laughs> no, I think I was asking about open adoption. Okay, what, yeah. what do you hope it will happen when you meet her again? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I don't know, honestly. I've it's always there in the back of your head. Um, she could be on my doorstep any day. She could call any day, and I guess I'm hoping I have time to reach out to her before she does. So that she knows that she's wanted because I feel like maybe we haven't even talked to each other by now because she does feel that way. Um, so whether it's her reaching out or me reaching out, I I want to talk to her. You know, I want to see her. I want to give her a hug. Tell her all the things that I just told you that, you know, I did want her. And I mean, I'm, I hope she's happy and hope she, her family's given her everything that she ever needed and wanted. But I also want to tell her that I would have given it to her too, but I didn't, you know, I don't know. I just hope she's okay, happy. So I'll see her someday. I, I know. I knew you will. And then we'll come back and you'll reveal your name on the podcast and we'll have her on too. <laughs> I know. Um, 
I know this is hard and I don't want to linger too too long, but I think that one of the things that we aim to do here is is to try to create some sort of change in healing. Mm-hmm. And so you have this perspective of being this birth mother who was not supported, who felt like she had no choice. Mm-hmm. What if in a perfect world, if you could, if all these ears are listening that have the power to change something, mm-hmm. what do you think needs to be different? What do you think can impact this? How, how would it have been different for you if you would have had support? Can you speak to, to any of that? You know, yes. what needs to change? <clears throat> um, so much. <laughs> so one, your young person may or may not be having sex, whatever. It may happen, it may not happen, but the reality is, is it's probably happening. So, you know, give them the support that they need. Young people need a place they feel comfortable to go when they have a problem, because they will. Um, And I guess I did not have that. So um, a support system. Um, I know there's Facebook groups now and a lot more resources than there were when I was there, but um, just a a safe place uh, with resources, um, somewhere they can talk to people that have been there. Um, That's a big thing I'm realizing with this adoption thing is, you know, a lot of people try to put in their two cents that don't know what the hell this is. You know, they don't know unless you're in this situation, you probably don't know. Um, So a place they can find people that have been there, people that can help guide them, uh, tell them, the truth about their options and uh, impacts it will have on their life, the child's life, um, and all of that, just support. There's a safe place. (laughs) And what would you tell adoptees like me who were (laughs) jaded, who were like, oh my gosh, my birth mom just didn't like me, so she just kind of whipped in like a drive-through birth and... (laughs) On she went with her, That's so she heck could of go. A picture, Heidi. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just like this is how I played it out, and then yeah. she can run off with Prince Charming, doesn't have to worry about me. So, anyway, no bitterness there. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> just, just what is the reality check for adoptees too? Because I think we need to we need to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is, is I don't care who you are if you have a child. Uh, there is no way that you could not have feelings for that child. There is no possible way you could have that. I mean, the bond that I had with with her was insane. I mean, it's like a drug. It's insane. Um, no one, no one that is a human cannot feel that. So there were some extenuating circumstances of why that decision was made. Um, I mean, obviously they differ from every human, but there's no way that your mom did not care about you. There's no way. That, that is a huge message. As we wrap up, Jordan, this is so hard. <laughs> Can, is there anything that we didn't talk about that feels really important to you? I guess the biggest thing I can say is on all fronts, have an open mind and an open heart and a respect for everyone going through or that has gone through this process because... Um, as you're understanding on my side and I'm understanding on yours is um, there's hard feelings everywhere and it's everyone's hearts hurt and most people's story have not been told at all and most people haven't been able to talk about this I honestly (laughs) this feels strange because I've really not talked about it at all my whole life so just be understanding through the whole process with everybody and keep an open mind 
and respect each other um, and love, peace, respect, and love. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about peace, right? love, and daisies. Yes. You know, it just, it's yes. about being compassionate and trying mm-hmm. to put yourself in the other yes. person's shoes yeah, yeah which is literally well i'm so relieved that we weren't just drive-by babies yes. <laughs> no, no drive-by births no drive-by births no on, on a serious <laughs> note though it it felt amazing to um share this space with you and this time with you thank you so and, much for all you're doing heidi i think this is a problem that needs to be addressed and um i don't know it just needs to be opened up and everything needs to be normalized and it's okay that you you know, made decisions that impacted your life and everyone around you. Everyone makes those decisions, you know. Um, it's okay. Everything's it okay. okay. Mm-hmm. I love you, Jordan. I love you, Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh.